Daver here. Welcome to the show. What up? This guy's Chad. And Chandler's back as well. How are we doing today, Dave? Oh, we're doing so particularly well. Um, great episode of Collision. Keeping me uh, captivated with the Continental Classic as usual, per usual. Um, big match of the night. I didn't know which way it was going to go. Brody King, Brian Danielson. I was still kind of surprised at the result, which we'll get to in due time. Absolutely. Yeah, what a treat. Uh, we also had Kingston and Daniel Garcia, another banger of a match. Uh, a star is born with Garcia. I love him uh, so much. I literally wrote that in my notes. Like, I love Danny. I want. I can't wait to see what he does next. <laughs> yeah, that dude is hilarious. Um, and we got Claudio versus Andrade. Um, another absolute banger of a match uh yeah great great night of wrestling let me just say that um yeah we'll uh uh start off here with uh, uh oh a little bit i liked with the cold open uh you know they kind of covered kingston garcia claudio andrade Brody king and danielson and then they got to cassidy <laughs> <laughs> What do you say? I don't know what this is. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good stuff. it was a good way to start after all the super serious promos and Norman Cassidy being like, "I don't, I don't know what's going on, guys." Yeah, um, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we started off the night. Uh, first match, uh, Continental Classic Blue League match, Claudio Castagnoli with three points going into this. Versus Andrade with three points also. He had nine. Uh, nope. N- yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine. I don't know why I wrote three. Nine. Uh, Chandler, did you catch the uh, Takeshita future AEW champ sign? That was my first note, and I wrote down, we're a long ways from that, pal. Like, And that's a very sad thing. That's why I'm scared of the swerve push. Is like, think about how hot Takeshita was coming out of, like, all in and all out and all the Don Callis stuff. I remember back then it's like, oh, it's a certainty. He's going to be world champ soon. And look at where he is now on Rampage. So I'd love it, but I, you know, like I'm hitching my bandwagon on Swerve right now. I think he's going to do it, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, Yeah. We got a mention of CMLL, uh, Andrade doing a little bit of uh, work over there. Um, thought that was kind of a cool shout out. We got a uh, both men shoulder tackling each other over and over. Uh, both men won't go down. Uh, Andrade cross bodies Claudio for a two, uh, goes for a figure four. But uh, Claudio <laughs> turns that into a giant swing attempt, but Andrade gets out of that. Uh, Claudio uppercuts Andrade as Andrade dives on the outside. I thought that was really, uh, really savvy. 
Um, we get two dragon screws to Claudio Castagnoli, a big lifted uppercut uh, in response to Andrade for a two count. Uh, Andrade goes for a running knee to Claudio in the corner, but Claudio uh, moves out of the way. Andrade's knees hit the bottom turnbuckle. Uh, Claudio gets Andrade into the giant swing finally. Then we get the sharpshooter. Uh, Andrade won't tap. Uh, Andrade somehow reverses the sharpshooter into a figure four. And Claudio, a uh, big lanky guy, he's able to get to the ropes. Uh, we get a really beautiful avalanche powerbomb from Andrade to, uh, Andrade to Claudio for two count. Uh, big knees uh, in Claudio's face in the corner. He finally got that move connected for 2.99. Um, we get a big superplex to Claudio. Uh, then we got Andrade trying to hit the three amigos. Um, am I correct? He has he hit the three amigos completely yet in the tournament? Is this... I think he did it last week in the Danielson match. I think if he wins the match, he definitely hits it. Yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he definitely tried to uh, hit that three amigos. Um, Let's see. We get a backfist to Claudio. Uh, that swinging backfist, uh, he does it better than Kingston. He does it better than uh, definitely Jericho. Uh, yeah, I'm calling that the best in the business right there. It was. Uh, does anyone? I, I love um, how he does it off the pump kick now, too. That is really freaking cool looking. Yeah. Um, is anyone known for that in WWE? The spinning breakfast? Currently? Not that I know of. I mean, I don't know every wrestler like in NXT, but I I think the first time I started seeing it was Kingston and Jericho and now Idolo. Hey, you can't forget about Matt Jackson's back elbow. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's at yeah, least the really third best it. in the biz. Because it's still better than yeah. Jericho's. Ooh. Um, yeah, after that uh, beautiful spinning back fist for a 2.99, Andrade goes for his El Idolo maneuver, but Claudio escapes. Andrade tries to hit the El Idolo from the top rope, uh, but during the kerfuffle, Andrade lands on the exposed turnbuckle wire. He hit his knee, and he is hurting. Uh, when the ref goes to put the padding back on the turnbuckle wire, oh man, Claudio gives Andrade an atomic low blow. <laughs> uh, then a gotch-style pile driver for the win. Uh, kind of did not see that coming. I'm going to call that an upset. I would agree. Uh, considering what care Andrade's been on in the Blue League so far, I was shocked when Claudio won. But, I mean, this is what I've been asking for is one big upset like this. And it actually keeps the tournament pretty fair going into next week and gives uh, Claudio a bit of an edge over Danielson in their match next week. Spoilers. But, you know, Claudio, even through dastardly means, did beat Andrade and Danielson couldn't. Yep. 
Yeah, that was a yeah. great match all in all. Uh crowd seemed really behind it. Uh actually the crowd for the whole show seemed pretty hot. A lot more uh a lot more active than most of them have been lately. Uh yeah, I loved the shot the sharpshooter into the figure four. That was pretty dang sexy too. That was a cool move. Uh yeah, I loved yeah. uh at the beginning, Andrade going toe to toe with Claudio. I was like when he was just going like going to him shoulder to shoulder for shoulder there, I, I thought I was like, oh man, he, like this is Claudio's match to win there, Claudio Andrade's match to win because he's had that great tear. So uh, yeah, I loved uh, I loved Claudio picking up the win at the end, uh, being really vicious too. That that need of the junk was uh, pretty psycho. <laughs> yeah, let's hope Andrade had a cup on or something. I I wouldn't <laughs> want to take that. Yeah, after that, we get a little recap of the Gold League side of things. Uh, they covered Roosh and Lethal, uh, Swerve and Moxley. We got Jay White uh, in the picture here. Um, yeah, we got Moxley on the top of that ladder. Uh, who um, Swerve is right underneath him with nine... Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, nothing for lethal. Uh Jay White six, correct? I think Jay White has nine. He beat Briscoe last week with bunch it yep. bumped him up to nine. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have a lot of tiebreakers, right? <laughs> I think I hope so. I think that's what this is gonna be. Cool. I like that a lot. Um, cool. Yeah. After that, we get a Abaddon match. Can I, can uh, I stop you right there, Dave? Yeah. I just wanted to give Tony Khan some praise for finding time on a two hour broadcast for two whole women's matches. Good job, Tony Khan. You did it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. I didn't think I'd see it in my lifetime. Sexism is over. Tony Khan finished it. Well, we did it. We fixed it. Mm-hmm. One of them was a gimmick. Exactly. I like that too. I actually, I was gonna do this match or that thing for the other match, but I actually liked that match. So we'll we'll do it for the squash match because this was just an angle, a little bit of an overbooked angle, but an angle. Um, I looked at it as a vector to get to julia hart kind of like a hot wing is a vector for ranch <laughs> yeah hey, I, I, i'm not i'm not saying anything negative i the yeah, match is yeah. fine is there i, I like one i like that the black dahlia really great mm-hmm. really really impactful move um but yeah quick uh squash match we got jasmine allure um we kind of mentioned it before i really like the human side of abaddon uh like the raffle kind of like try to stop her and she'll like <laughs> you know like <laughs> uh kind of like it yeah the evolution of her character uh yeah one with the black dahlia the lights go out. Julia Hart is in the ring, and the crowd is really into Julia. Uh, they're chanting for her. 
Uh, Julia lays the TBS title on the mat. Abaddon charges her. Abaddon gives Julia a running knee. Uh, and for now on, I'm going to call her Sky Black. Uh, comes out to the ring. Uh, she ends up siding with Julia after a little, uh, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? Um, <laughs> she slams Abaddon, or they both slam Ab Abaddon's head into the TBS title. Uh, Thunder Rosa finally returns, come back, uh, comes back in the ring to help Abaddon. Uh, they shake hands, uh, and we find out a little later we're going to have a tag team match out of the whole ordeal. Um, good to see Thunder Rosa. They showed her a little uh, previously uh, in the episode on Spanish commentary. Uh, yeah. Chandler, you've never seen her wrestle at all, right? No, I was... Uh... I'm looking forward to seeing her wrestle for the first time. I've heard good things about her. Uh, and I mean, it's nice to finally have Sky Black, as you've now christened her. Um, nice to have her finally team up with Julia Hart. But I kind of wish they did this like last week, like they had the Julia Hart and Sky Blue team up last week and they beat up Abaddon and they stand tall. And then this week they do it again. And then this week is when Thunder Rosa comes back because doing both in one like. 10 minute segment felt a little rushed but at least things are happening like could be worse abaddon could have just won and walked back to the ring or what walked backstage so i'm all for it and i'm looking forward to that tag team match what do you think uh chad oh yeah it was a fun segment um it was cool because he, they had a quick shot of thunder rosa right at the beginning on the commentary and kind of forgot she was there so it was kind of like oh yeah cool that's awesome uh yeah hope i hope she's uh hope she's uh back and got all the rust knocked off for her big match back although she's been doing other stuff right i think but uh, uh yeah i don't know it'll be great she's uh she can go hard hitting i love watching her so uh yeah hopefully uh sign of things to come the women getting a little more time heating up fingers crossed that wasn't just a one-off uh but yeah, uh, yeah, Abaddon's cool. Uh, I liked. I noted down her record: forty-four and four. Look, she's been wrestling a lot. Not on where? TV, but <laughs> Rampage, Ring of Honor. Where? Where are these wins? Yeah, yeah. gotta be, gotta be the two. It's this Goldberg streak all over again, where they're like, ah, he's at like ten wins. Okay, he's at one hundred and seventy-three guys, all legit, all legit. <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah excited to see where it goes how about you dave yeah definitely uh i'm a fan of every woman involved uh i really wanted abaddon to get a little push uh she's been around since almost day one uh so yeah i like the uh living dead girl zombie <laughs> Uh, gimmick, but uh, she really took that to a, another level now, and yeah, I think they could uh, put her in the upper middle, uh, upper middle card region. <laughs> quick from question. Now on. Quick question before we move on: We're twelve days away from World's End, and 
still no TBS championship match. Do you think it'll be Abaddon or Thunder Rosa or both potentially? Ooh, another Purple threat? Team. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They. I thought that it was going to be Abaddon at the pay-per-view, but now that Thunder Rosa's back, wouldn't you want to do that match? But then if you did Thunder Rosa, would you want her to lose her first big championship match? But then you don't want Julia Hart to win. So I kind of would hope it's Abaddon, because I think Abaddon can take the loss from Julia, and it's at least one more pay-per-view where she has the belt, but... I think it's interesting that Thunder Rose's name is at least in the picture. Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, speaking of the build of World's End being, you know, two weeks away. Um, Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, Divicur, Div, Divicur Diverticulitis. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, not good. Uh, definitely won't be at the pay-per-view. I don't no. think so. Cause I think diverticulitis requires surgery to fix and get better. So I could kind of feel bad for ragging on him so much for that segment, but turns out he was just really sick. So it's almost at the other side of the coin where it's like, maybe he shouldn't have been out there. Like I know I, I try to trust these guys. They're all professionals. They know this industry way more than I ever could. So I trust that they have their health in their best concern, but it's also like if the product was that bad and you were sick, maybe you should like, I would have been fine if they said, okay, match canceled. Cause Kenny's not feeling well. Like, yeah. Diverticulitis is a real thing. Yeah. So yeah. Damn near killed Brock friggin' Lesnar. That's the only reason why I know yeah. how to pronounce it is because Paul Heyman would always go, he had diverticulitis in the UFC and he still beat the undisputed champ for the title. That's a spoiler, not a uh, mm-hmm. something. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Uh, but get well soon, uh, Kenny. Sorry for ragging on you so hard last week. Didn't know you were sick. On the plus side, maybe the Golden yeah. Jets will just go away now. I hope I hope that like this is hey. it. So Jericho at least still has a title shot at World's End. Who's his partner, guys? Because I have my big, bold prediction. But I want to know what you two think. Paul White. <laughs> no, he's dead. Kota Ibushi, <laughs> Keddy's other friend. Yeah. That'd be cool. But I don't really don't want to see that. Neither do I, but the match is going to I'm not impressed anyways. by him. Abushi? I am not impressed by Abushi in AEW. What if this at is, all? What if this is the match that Abushi comes back for, huh? What if? Okay. <laughs> Show me what you got. <laughs> I have not been it'll, impressed. It'll just end up being so Jake Hager. Uh, why? Because he really likes that hat. Um, but Danhausen has the hat. None of them have the hat. <laughs> you can just get another one on uh, Amazon. It's not the hat. They're cheap. All right, what happened um, next? We're rambling about hats and Jake Hager. We need to move on. <laughs> um, After that, we get Renee Paquette uh, backstage with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed are pissed off. They're coming for whoever's under the mask. 
they're not mad at MJF, but uh, how did he put it? Yeah, <laughs> disappointed. Uh, he didn't care is what he said. Um, but he kind of did. He he did a whole, didn't he? He was like, he 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 said something once where he was like, "I feel bad that they got hurt, and that was it." So I I kind of I'm on the acclaimed side a little bit where they were like, "I doesn't care about us." I would say that MGF doesn't care about the acclaimed. What should he have done? I don't know. Don't ask. I don't know. I'm not fucking this shit. Uh, but let's see. Flight uh, walk up and they want a trio's title shot. Uh, wrong place, wrong time. They're after the Devil Dumpling Gang. But next week, uh, San Antonio, we're going to get that match. Uh, I did not actually watch the match that they had with Penta and I know they Commander. won because they revealed it in Collision, but I didn't watch it either. I, I, I'll i go back and watch it, but I just didn't have the time this week. I barely finished Collision before we got on. So, yeah. Heard nothing but good things about it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I heard the whole show was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I got to circle around and watch it still, too. Yeah. I'm glad they, the acclaimed fly by. Oh, yeah. It's only an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they acclaimed her back on TV. <laughs> Me too. Um, all right. After that, we get an international championship match. Orange Cassidy and uh, kind of a new guy on the scene. Uh, definitely not new to pro wrestling. Brian Keith, the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. Uh, apparently... He had a really good showing at Ring of Honor Final Battle. Um, yeah, he's won a lot of respect from the uh, locker room, and he can go. I really liked what he what he did in this match. Um, let's see, a little bit in the, into the match, Orange Cassidy drop kicks Keith and kips up. Uh, we get a big boot to Orange Cassidy by Brian Keith. Uh, big swinging DDT to Brian Keith, uh, but he rolls out of the ring. Orange Cassidy dives on him. Uh, I really like that slam here sign they had in the crowd. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Keith superplexes Orange Cassidy. Uh, we get a beach break to Brian Keith for a two count. Uh, Orange Cassidy uh, does the hard kicks to Brian Keith while he's knelt on the mat. Uh, you guys notice how Cassidy doesn't do the little wimpy, like soft kicks. He just goes right for the hard ones now. I like that uh, little evolution, huh? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um. Let's see. Uh, we get a stunner to Orange Cassidy for a two count. And then Orange Cassidy rolls up Brian Keith for um, the win. I think that was a really great showing. Good match. Uh, we'll probably get the uh, Brian Keith is all elite traffic or something soon. 
yeah, I think he uh, think he can go. I like his like little like stout like frame, but he can like move like a little luchador. Like, yeah, really great style. And uh, I he, he might have been local, huh? That's probably why. He seemed like a big Texan guy because the crowd was popping for him for someone I've never heard of. I don't even think he was a Ring of Honor guy. Was he like, I'm going to say lower than that, but like he came from the Indies, I suppose, right? Yeah, I would assume yeah. so. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I was getting just off the crowd reaction. I think he was just a big Texas local guy. I thought, I mean, yeah. he looked like a good worker. Um, unfortunately, I never thought he would win this match, really. Like, and then when you got to the near counts, those were kind of when I was most excited. So I was like, oh, maybe if he pulls off like a shock win over Orange Cassidy, that'd be cool. But I'm kind of just disinterested in this Orange Cassidy reign. I hope they do something with it. Like, we just haven't seen it. We've seen the TNT championship at least a couple times, but we haven't seen this one once. So, I mean, we just did, but um, I hope they bring Keith David back around and they really need him to sign to All Elite Wrestling. What do you think, Chad? It was great. I love, you know, Cassidy just watching himself for that guy was great. He's he's so good at selling. Kind of gives you at least that moment or you're like, oh, maybe. Uh, but, you know, then at the end is kind of the predictable outcome. I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, would like to see more. Like, since he picked up the belt, we really haven't seen him do much. He, bought, uh, he beat Moxley clean at the last pay-per-view. Yeah. Should have been a launching point. Clean as a sheet. Uh, you've never seen my sheets, huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, move on. So, move on. moving along. What happened next? What happened next? FTR. FTR. Okay. Real quick. Uh, what would the perfect heel Orange Cassidy character be? Apple Cassidy. Oh, how would that work? Huh? Apple Cassidy. And he just, like... Well, he like dyes his hair red and not orange, and that's all he does. Okay. He's a he's a bad apple. Like he's a bad apple. I like it. That's how you phrase bad it. Bad apple, dude. Good, 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 good. Um, I want him to uh, go back to the. Uh, you, you two should gotta look this up. The the fire ant character that he did. Uh, I can't remember which promotion, but. Yeah, I think they could uh, pull that off pretty cool. Uh, heel, fire, ant, orange, Cassidy. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see here. Um, after that, we get a uh, Miro promo. Let's see. He says, uh, what am I doing? I'm not even sure anymore. I thought wrestling poisons her, but maybe... Uh, it's she that poisons me. I've been talking about things that don't make any sense, fighting people that don't make any sense, getting caught up in all that drama that I tried to avoid for so long. But I am the redeemer. I don't want to fight Andretti because he's my wife's client. I want to fight him because he's an asshole. <laughs> uh... And him losing to Claudio in this tournament brings him one step closer to being eliminated. I'm done avoiding people to please my wife. I'm ready to kill everyone to please myself. 
I fought the light for so long that I let my darkness consume me. This is the world of the Redeemer. Cool. I think he learned a lesson from talking about uh, making his wife clean fish and kind of like (laughs) went back to what makes the Redeemer so great. Uh, How you feel about it, Chad? Well, I mean, if I fished, I'd probably make my wife clean it too, but that's besides the point. I I just think fish guts are yucky. Uh, (laughs) But no, I loved it. It was great. Uh, Yeah, more of this, please. Uh, This this is the mirror we we got for a little while, and this is the mirror I was hoping to see some more of. So uh, yeah, hopefully he uh, goes out and uh, whoops on Andrade because he's an asshole, which I just thought was hilarious. I was like, that's a good reason for a feud. Hey, I don't like you. I want to punch your face. Like, no titles, no nothing. Just you're a, you're an asshole. I'm gonna hit you. Uh, what do you think, Chandler? I thought it was a fine promo. I didn't write anything down from it. But one thing I was kind of thinking about when you were talking about it is if uh, Miro's so unhinged and he hates Andrade so much, why doesn't he wait for the bell to ring and then like go out and attack Andrade? Like. That that would kind of make sense. Like, oh, I'm going to ruin you by ruining your chances in this big tournament, and that'll heat up their big match coming up. Yeah, but, or run out there and attack the guy Andrade's fighting. Maybe. Well, so there's no outside interference, so that's why I'm saying, like, wait for the bell to ring, and, like, the match is over, and then Miro comes out, clobbers him. Like, uh, seems like he sh- maybe should be doing that, but we'll, we'll wait. I feel like this will be a good match for World's End. It oh man, it kind of like almost tells me Andrade is not gonna win it. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It yeah. kind of spoils that for me with him. Yep. <laughs> well, same thing with uh uh like Jay White because they're like, oh Moxley's a hundred percent in the semifinals no matter what. And it's like, well, if Jay White beats Moxley, they'll tie in points, and White will have the advantage because he pinned him. So there's a way for it to be White and Swerve, and they didn't mention that once. It's only it's Moxley and Swerve or Jay White. So I think they're also like spoiling that Jay White's not going to win on Wednesday. But we'll see. Maybe he will. Yeah. Um. Yeah, everyone out there, go ahead and uh, leave us a comment uh, how you feel about uh, Miro and uh, the tournament, uh, the old Continental Classic. Um, I like people calling it the C2. Um, Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Um, Let us know who uh, you win and let us know who you want to win because those are two very different answers, so. Put it down below. Yes. Uh, And yeah, if you're taking the time to comment, uh, hit that like and uh, subscribe button too. Uh, It can't hurt. It's It's free. free. You can take it back, but you won't wanna. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm going to send John Moxley to your house. No, no, no. I'm not. Okay, fine. Oh, we can't we okay. can't threaten them, the lovely viewers. Moxley won't come to your house. Santa Claus will come to your house. Ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, we're really, really having fun doing this, uh, and we uh, really appreciate your support out there. Um, but yeah, getting back to Collision, um, we got Lexi Nair backstage with Commander. Uh, he's interrupted by Roderick Strong. Commander! Commander! Uh, Roderick's looking to get back on the horse. Uh, he wants to win. He wants to uh, get that record looking good. Uh, and Commander is going to be his next victim. Uh, all right, bring it on. Uh, I don't think Commander stands a chance. Uh, what do you think, Chandler? <laughs> I think Roderick's neck is just too strong. Commander's going to try to do a Hurricane Rana, and Roddy's going to know. So he's like, I can't. Nope, not doing that. I'm not going down. <laughs> You can't, you can't break this. Uh, I thought it was like a, like, a not, like as funny as the commander bit is, it was just a nothing promo to set up a match for Dynamite, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Chad? You ready for Roderick? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I think last week I said the, uh, his hangman match just didn't feel great for me. It just felt like they didn't have the quite a good chemistry. So, uh, yeah, I hope these two just, uh, you know, sh- uh, shoot to steal the show because, uh, I think they both probably yeah. can. Oh. Absolutely. Um, next up, we get an FTR segment. Uh, they come out to the ring. They call out the house of black. Uh, they say no more magic, no more vanishing, no more sneak attacks. Come out here and see us face-to-face. They're having the best run of their careers. They were Ring of Honor, New Japan, AAA, two-time AEW World Tag Champs. Uh, Malachi and Buddy are just unrealized potential, Uh, and they're jealous of Brody King and Julia Hart. Um. Dax says they may not be the best looking, don't have the best bodies, not the flashiest, and they may be known uh, as hard to do business with, but they won't back down from a fight. Uh, Dax starts to lay out a challenge, but his microphone gets cut off. Uh, The lights go out. Uh, Buddy Matthews uh, ends up on the big screen Uh, he says they're not trying to hurt them Uh, they're trying to uh, see no one in the back has their back Uh, they're trying to prove that no one in the back has their back Uh, he asks cash who loves him Um, dax and cash are welcome in the house of black uh who imagine that (laughs) Uh, Malachi Black says, uh, who came to save you when we attacked you? No one. And they burn a picture of Dax's family. Uh, FTR run to the back and Malachi says, um, if you like it or not, we are your family now. Uh, cool. I kind of like that. They're making it, you know, personal. And, uh, I'm coming around on that feud with uh, 
I think I've mentioned it before. It just doesn't seem right with FTR competing in any feud without gold glistening <laughs> from their waist or shoulder. But yeah, this is going to be good. W what are the chances we get <laughs> FTR as a whole in the House of Black briefly, or we get one one or the other Dax or Cash in the House of Black? Would that ever happen? No, I don't think so. They're not going to do that. I FTR is pretty well known, at least in AEW, and for their fans, they always get a big reaction. So. It'd kind of be like putting Daniel Bryan in the Wyatt family in 2013, right when he was on his uber hot streak. It's kind of like, oh, why would you do that? Like, you're just kind of wasting time. But maybe they could sell it in a way that would sell me. But as of right now, no. What about you, Chad? Oh, same. Like, FTR, I feel, is just kind of, they're FTR. They're like meat and potatoes guys. So... Uh, them jumping into there. I mean, if it was me personally, I'd be going to go join my gothic brothers, get some tattoos, and hang out and listen to my friggin' metal music all, all day. But uh, I, yeah, I just I just don't think they fit uh, FTR's vibe. The match, on the other hand, is going to be off the hook. But I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. I only had one note for that entire segment, and it was get shit on bald FTR because it was his family that got burnt up. So, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't have anything to say. It was kind of interesting that FTR would bring up that we're not that easy to do business with because that's kind of why the tag team championship situation is kind of so messed up right now because the Young Bucks, like, I don't know, like, this is all kind of hearsay, but the Young Bucks won the title shot and FTR was like, well, we don't want to lose. And Young Bucks was like, well, we don't want to lose. So that's why Ricky Starks and Big Bill squashed them. They were like, oh, no, no, it's because we respect them. But, you know, they had the title and then, you know, Young Bucks didn't talk about their title shot until it was important to have a match with Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega won that. And so Ricky Starks and Big Bill, so, so that's kind of like, why would you bring that up on TV? But hey, made a good good line for a promo. Oh, after that, we get a little Keith Lee uh, video package uh he beat shane taylor at final battle um shane taylor was not him uh it's gotta mean one thing man swerve strickland look out we got uh, a little extra tease later on for that so yeah finally gosh they're getting to what we want uh could that man? Could that mean that Swerve is gonna lose too? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, like, it, like this did, is did where I just... this is where I'm so torn. Is it's like I want Swerve to win everything, but I don't want him to win that championship because it's just gonna be an albatross around him. I'm like, so uh, I I don't think he's gonna win. I think they're gonna do the Keith Lee Swerve match at World's End. Mm -hmm. Big bold I mean, prediction. I'm for that. That's too soon. Like, uh Yeah. You can't, I think unless I think he, he can, uh, I think Keith Lee could go through uh the whole all of Mogul Embassy and then do a do a uh, swerve on the next pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. It'd be Man. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's probably a good route. Cause uh, otherwise, like a two the two week build 
on top of the Continental Classic? Probably a little much. Um. Well, yeah, if we're getting that now, all we need uh, really to tie up all loose ends, if I'm correct, is Kingston Moxley. We might get that for the Classic. Maybe Moxley cheats and beats Swerve. Maybe Kingston claws his way into the Classic final. I think that one could reasonably happen. Yeah, that'd be a hot match. I actually, we're kind of like being realistic i'm kind of on the i think kingston's gonna win it train i think danielson's taken too many losses and is too kayfabe injured i don't think he's too real injured i think he's too kayfabe injured idolo is just that nice big point guy to be in that semi-final and then have someone like kingston overcome him and then um moxley is a good it's just a good person to beat in that final so Sucks for like Swerve and White and all those other people we wanted to win, but I see what Eddie Kingston can do with it. It's odd that, and I know it's not the only like end result of this tournament, but it's odd that the end result of this tournament is Eddie Kingston just got another belt. I don't think anyone would have predicted that when they announced the Continental Classic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, wow. I really have to like rethink a lot of things. Yeah. They could uh Andrade could be for sure losing. Swerve can be for sure losing just so they can have their matches with the old feuds. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh what are they gonna do with Hangman for the pay-per-view? We gonna um... fight a, a dumpling? no hangman v dumpling maybe like hangman versus wardlow winner gets a title shot like there's been nothing to announce that but i don't know give wardlow a big win maybe he's gonna be uh jericho's mystery partner no (laughs) ew (laughs) um yeah only time will tell um all right uh after all that we got a what texas death match is what they texas street fight that is basically texas death street fight street Street fight fight, my bad uh chris statlander and willow nightingale versus mercedes martinez and diamante um again like it's weird, Chandler. It didn't even occur to me that there were two women's matches on mm-hmm. the show. Uh, two whole women's yeah, it, matches. Yeah, it worked. I and it my fit. TV was and... broken. Yeah, right. Wait, um, you guys didn't turn off in disgust when you saw two more women's <laughs> match. Like, what? You weren't like, I'm out of here. Yeah. This isn't my AEW. Immediately got on Twitter. Worst wrestling show ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a uh, really uh, violent match. Uh, kind of short. Did Did you guys feel like it was kind of short? Yeah, but went they, another they like five. Jam packing a lot into this episode. Like, yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, like, by the time this came on, I was like. Okay, there's still two Continental Classic matches to go, and 
that they crammed in another match in after this one too. Holy crap! Like yeah, I would, there was a lot going on. I was fine with it being, I guess, quicker than I expected because I feel like they still got a lot of good spots crammed into there. Like I was still pretty squeamish and like, you know, I like me. I always compare compared to the death match between Hangman and Page. Like that one was a war, and this one was like, ah, we're just gonna send them out there. They're gonna batter each other. But this was where the big reveal of the devil was because early on Mercedes Martinez smashed Willow Nightingale with what? What was it, Dave? May or may not have been real glass. Was it a bottle? Oh, okay. I had a different reason. Oh, I thought it was, it has to be Diamante because she dumped real glass on the mat so what we're saying is now there's two new devils in the mix diamante and mercedes martinez so 100 percent confirmed grapple sauce exclusive we've narrowed it down to two people maybe it's that scream theory where people are saying it's mgf and nicole no you idiots it's diamante and i like mercedes martinez i like this i like this like how we both we're kind of getting to the same thing, but through different avenues. <laughs> we both had a stupid glass head because, I mean, this is just like current speculation for everything. It's like, oh, this one person said the word glass. They're the devil. Oh, God, this person did this. They're the devil. And so it's like, this is it, guys. <laughs> we saw them use real glass on the show. So mm-hmm. now that you now that you've been spoiled, Chad, how do you feel about this information? I still don't see it. No. <laughs> it's not like I actually think she's the devil, but yeah, it's just funny. It's no. cute. No, I was like, I was like, wait, what? You're going with that? Okay, all right. Uh, I, I'm still, I'm still holding out for uh, Dalton Castle and the boys and some more boys. That's that's what I want. I want that only because I like the idea of Wardlow being one of the boys and he gets a little mask and he does all the weird crap and he eats out of Dalton Castle's hand. Like, if that's what I get, then yes. Could it be? That would be my goofy wrestling for life shit. All right, hear me out. The Devil Dumpling Gang are Ring of Honor. As a whole, and we're not only getting a who done it, but an invasion angle. Eh. <laughs> like who okay, like the, that that's kind of what sucked about the WWF WCW invasion was not they're like Ooh, they're, yeah. none of the big WCW stars wanted to have their contracts be bought out, so they just sat at home, blah blah blah. There are no big Ring of Honor stars because all the big Ring of Honor champions are AEW talent because yeah. another AEW talent just won the TV title. So, hey, this is the end for Dalton Castle. If if Dalton, Ca- okay, here's I'm going to hijack <laughs> your idea. Dalton, Ca- it's like a zombie plague and Dalton Castle keeps spreading the boys. And so he's like, like he goes to Kenny Omega. He's like, Kenny Omega didn't have diverticulitis. He's a boy now. And you yeah. see Kenny Omega feeding out of Dalton Castle's hand and he keeps getting more people and going like, John Moxley, you're next. And Don Moxley's a boy now. <laughs> you do that? I'm in. That's the invasion you know, story I want. 
you know who else uh may be hungry and might be a boy Ryback wants to <laughs> feed me more feed me more <laughs> he may be a boy too at this rate oh uh, who, who oh man I thought oh, he anyway retired. we're getting no, because CM yeah, Punk had to return to AEW. Didn't you hear? Aww. He said it, even though he didn't. <laughs> I love Ryback. I need him to return to wrestling. He's so shite, but I need him to return to wrestling. <laughs> um. Anyway, we're uh, we're getting off uh, off track here. Back to um, the match. Um. Good back match. Back to the very good match. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, we had a cannonball misfire. Uh, Willow actually uh, or accidentally hit Statlander on the outside. Uh, we get that bottle smashed over um, Willow's head. Uh, we get a barbed wire bat involved. Willow bleeding everywhere. We get uh, Di Diamante uh Slammed by Statlander onto steel steps. Uh, Mercedes hit by a ladder. Uh, Mercedes Martinez hit Willow with a tire iron. Uh, Willow was bleeding pretty good. Uh, top rope suplex to Statlander on a chair. Uh, we get some plywood involved. Uh, Willow slams Diamante into another piece of plywood, but the damn thing won't break. So she uh, takes care of that and breaks it. Uh, we get broken glass and thumbtacks. Uh, gotta be the devil. Uh, we get uh, them rubbing Statlander's face into the glass and thumbtacks. Uh, Willow gets put through a table with the help of Diamante. Uh, Statlander hits Diamante with a chain for the win. Uh, Cool little grudge match. Uh, they wrapped that up in like a couple week uh, duration. Um, cool. Yeah, I like uh, all the ladies involved. Uh, good match. Well, to be fair, Willow still hasn't really pinned Mercedes, so that feud's still going. They got another match in them. But I really enjoyed this match. There was like one particular moment where anytime they bring out thumbtacks, it makes me super uncomfortable because like, Ugh, I can't imagine taking that. That sounds like it hurt. And Diamante did like a code red or like a sunset flip to Chris Statlander on the thumbtacks. And like she sat right on the tacks and I just wrote her ass like, God, that must hurt so bad. And she was like, ah, ah, ah. and like she was like, oh, no, I got to be the one on top here. But oh, they're like poor thing. And then uh, Willow was bleeding everywhere like so early on. I thought that was great. Um, like Mercedes Martinez had an awesome suplex, like off the apron. I, I thought this match was cracking and I really liked the pace of it. what do you think, Chad? I love it. I like that. It was like kind of on the shorter side. Cause it was like, just so violent and urgent that it didn't need to go long. Like, I don't know if you've ever been part of or seen a real street fight. They don't last long. One, maybe two minutes tops. Like, mm -hmm. so that like, Kind of, it, it had that feel to me, like they were really just scrapping and going after each other, and just that this badass version of Statlander, like that finish, whoo, like mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I kind of want to see her drop that title and go on for bigger things because uh, I don't know. I, I love I love her. She's great. I she she uh, dropped the title. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she took it. She took an ugly bump to her head on the outside. I was surprised she came back for the finish. I thought, like, oh, she's done, but yeah, no, she looked great. Uh, yeah, I, I love this match. I was um, in, in, in a card full of like extremely good matches. I was not r- expecting this at all, and I was very surprised. It was uh, really shot, uh, really shot a good spotlight. Uh, way to go. We, we fixed w- women's wrestling on AEW. Mhm. Mhm. Only took four years. We made it. Um. Remember uh, AEW Year One, Chad, when they had the uh, women's tag tournament? Yeah. Diamante and Eva Leafs won yeah. that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It was. It was pretty cool. They. They had most of it though, Chandler, on dark. Mm. Uh, so it it really didn't pick up a lot of steam, but yeah, they don't need women's belts. I think they could do a tournament and and but be they fine. Gave with us it. another women's belt this week. It's a Ring of Honor one. It doesn't count. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not on TV yet. It's not on <laughs> AW yet. It doesn't count. We'll see. Yet. It's not like we needed another belt, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Well, we're again, we're 12 days from another belt, so let's just hold our stuff together. We're getting that Continental Championship, Ring of Honor TV Women's Title Championship. Ooh boy, ooh boy, ooh wee. Um, yeah, a lot coming up here. Um, yeah, after that, uh, Street fight. We had Renee Paquette backstage with Tony Storm, uh, killing it uh, with the character. Uh, we find out that Soraya and Riho are going to have a match to determine uh, which one of them are going to face Tony Storm at World's End for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, Mariah May. Uh, Asks Tony Storm if she'll commentate her debut. Uh, Tony Storm blows her off, says she's busy, but she'll let her know when she does a seminar. Um, <laughs> this is great. She says, as for Soraya and Riho, go on then. <laughs> go out there and slap each other's tits off. Couch each other's eyes out. Rip each other's hair out. Then at World's End, I'll be facing... One of two titless, blind baldies. But until then, my tits will be out. And watch for the Renee stops her. Uh, and she says, good reflexes, Renee. <laughs> uh, gold. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is great. Yeah. I love that she uh, she actually got Renee to crack on air, too. She just she gave her one of the old, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that had me howling. I, I know this is what usually one of your favorite uh, segments of the night. What do you think, Chandler? I liked it. It wasn't one of my favorites. My favorite part of it. It was so small. But right as Renee was like, "Who do you like? Who do you think it'll be?" And she's like, "I don't know. No preference." And Renee was just like, oh, "Okay, moving on to Mariah." 
And I am intrigued because they still haven't announced who Mariah May's first opponent is. So that I'm interested in. Maybe it's going to be like Britt Baker or a, or a Hikaru. Maybe. And then there's Ooh. already sowing seeds of contentment with uh, Mariah May and Tony because Mariah was like, can you commentate my match? That would be brilliant. Tony was like, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I have a seminar. I, I did like how she was like, if I have a seminar, you can come to that. So, you know, looking forward to it. Uh, but it's still odd that they haven't announced even the day for her first match, like World's End. I think if it's World End, it's it's going to be like Britt Baker or War, someone big that we haven't seen in a while. What do you think, Dave? Who do you think it'll be? Um, I'm not sure. But what I do know is I like that they're getting Mariah May out there with the belt. Like she looks great with the belt. Like I think that will be uh she'll have it eventually, I'm sure. She'll uh, probably be the one to take it off of Tony. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that could work. Um but yeah, she she looks like a million bucks. I have yet to watch a match of hers which I'm going to remedy that tonight. I got to watch a little Mariah May. Uh, see what I'm getting into. But, yeah. Um, I think I'd rather have Soraya, actually, um, at the pay-per-view. Honestly. Really? That's um, shocking. Yeah. I mean, I like Riho and all, but I don't know. Soraya is a bigger star. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I liked Soraya back when her like early days as Paige, but then she kind of went off the rails for a bit and then she had a bad run as champ. So I'm not really interested in Soraya because I don't think she can really perform these days. I mean, she can, but so I, I think I'd rather just see Riho because I haven't seen her on a pay-per-view stage and I'd want to see what that was like. Yeah. Riho can go. Um, all right. After that, we get a Adam Copeland video package. Uh, he's close to tasting gold. Uh, we're going to get Christian versus Adam Copeland at World's End. Uh, no DQ match. So that should be uh, pretty violent. Um, any uh, crazy shenanigans that we're going to get from this? Uh Heel turn, face turn, uh, kill switch, and Nick Wayne. Are they going to turn on Christian? Anything weird? It feels too early for that, but I also feel like Adam Copeland will win, and he probably would win if something crazy were to happen. So I don't know. I do know that Adam Copeland has been wanting to tell the story of like a wired old veteran. I'll retire when I lose this belt story. He's been wanting to tell that for mm -hmm. years. So if he actually wins the TNT championship and is able to do that, I think that'd be killer. How do yeah. you feel, Chad? I feel like Adam Copeland's going to show us how much grit he has. Yeah. Sorry. Bad reference to uh, every single one of his WWE promos. He'll be on top <laughs> of the mountain of omnipotence and he'll cast down under Christian Cage. Is he? Oh, wait, no, that was his judgment day run. My mistake. <laughs> That's not his current day run. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. I I I feel like there's gonna be some sort of shenanigans. I just have no idea what. Uh, yeah, it can't go that straightforward. Uh, as long as it eventually ends and those two tagging together, I'd be very happy. Somewhere down the road. Could anything lead to uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers teaming with Ooh. Copeland? There's got to be a path to get there somehow. That'd right? Cool as hell. Uh, how'd that whole thing? They weren't, you know, with him long, right? But they were like his proteges or something. I right? think they were called the Edgeheads back in the day. <laughs> Which yeah, is such a that, that's that such a name. Belt. That's such a wrestling name, you know. Um, <laughs> but it'd be interesting. I isn't uh I'm not too familiar on Brian Myers. Is that was he Curtis Hawkins in kind of his latter yeah. day? Okay, okay. I know that guy. So I mean that's interesting. Those are two eternal jobbers who have at least one of them has rebuilt themselves on the indies. So be interesting to see them in AEW, but I think Matt Cardona has been teasing going to WWE for months. Like his wife is in WWE, so I think he'll probably be in the Rumble. Ooh, that'd be yeah. that'd be hot. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving his uh, I'm loving his indie round. I've caught a couple things here and there. Watched uh, that one GC dub show back uh, like what a year ago. That was a, that was good. He's he's killing it. Yeah. He's uh, the king of the indies for sure. Um, but yeah, after that, we get a real quick uh, squash match. Uh, Brian Cage versus Random Jobber. Um, big release German suplex. Uh, he curls the Jobber, uh, then throws him over his head behind him. Uh, Brian Cage flexes and does the drill claw for the win. Uh, real quick match. Um, after that, Lexi Nair is backstage with him and the Mogul Embassy. Uh, Keith Lee walks up and says, uh, you can tell him my patience runs thin and time is running out. Ooh, yeah, bring that on. I can't, oh, I can't wait for that. Like, uh, are they going to how are they going to balance the new rub that Swerve has gotten to use a little bit of that to give Keith Lee some of that and then mm. point, you know, bounce back. That's kind of a weird, like, <laughs> yeah. Bring Keith Lee uh, back into like a little bit of a higher contention. Like he doesn't need to be Swerve level of top star about to break through, but it'd be nice if he was like mid card. Cause he's not. But I'd like Keith looking the mid card. Yeah, right now he's just kind of a cameo. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's that guy from Ring of Honor. Welcome back, Keith Lee. Didn't he have gray hair a week ago? What, where's his team with Dustin Reynolds? What happened to that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that'll be cool. Have him run through the Mogul Embassy for the next month and a bit, or however however long the next pay per view is after World's End, and then. Uh, Circle back around to that. That'd be cool. I mean, there's a lot less time in between pay-per-views now with that world's end, like that extra pay-per-view. It'll be a little sooner. So, um, 
Cool. Yeah. After that, we get another Blue League Continental Classic match. Eddie Kingston going in with three points versus Daniel Garcia with uh, Nada. Um, we get Daddy Magic on commentary. I love that. Uh, keep that coming. Um, right off the bat, we get a couple big uh, dragon screws or one dragon screw to Kingston off of the apron onto the floor. Uh, looked pretty damaging. Uh, we get a really smooth DDT to Garcia uh, right before commercial from Kingston. Uh, rapid fire chops to Garcia. Then he goes back for more. Garcia taunts him with a uh, little dance. Uh, more chops. We get Garcia uh, taunting him again down on the mat. Uh, Kingston's getting visibly annoyed. I uh, thought that was great. Garcia got in his head a little bit. That was that was cool storytelling uh, in the match. Uh, Garcia makes a little comeback, uh, gives another dragon screw to Kingston. Uh, Kingston Kingston's knee is definitely hurting at this point. Uh, ankle lock to uh, Kingston from Garcia. Kingston's able to get to the ropes. Uh, we get an exploder to Garcia into the corner, then a spinning back fist for 2.99. Uh, Garcia ended up kicking out of that somehow. Uh, we get a this is awesome chant. Uh, then we get Kingston uh, with his knee giving out. Uh, they slap the crap out of each other. Then Kingston uh, does a half and half suplex to Garcia. Uh, Garcia stands right up, basically no sells it, but, uh, Kingston's ready with that back fist. Bam. Gives him one more, uh, for three, uh, got the win on that. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable, ma unbelievable match. Uh, Garcia, uh, his stock went way up. Like this tournament is elevating him to a level that quite frankly they need to do with Takeshita. uh i think they're doing great with kyle fletcher uh he won the ring of honor tv title so uh, i think they're doing good things with him uh i'm kind of missing uh sammy guevara sammy guevara Dude. i heard he's coming he, back soon his he's baby cleared. Was his baby was born, right? Like that's yep. both. He's good to clear, and his—I mean, he, not like his duties is done. But I—I I loved this match. There's multiple times where I just started writing down praises for Daniel Garcia. I literally wrote down "What a hero" when he was dancing in the corner. Like I thought that was so cool. And then I just wrote, "I love Danny" because at the beginning he was out chopping Eddie Kingston. Like Eddie went down first. I thought that was such a good touch and. Daddy Magic on commentary for all these Garcia matches is perfect because he's like, it's funny because he's a sports entertainer and he's all silly, but he knows like, okay, Daniel Garcia, you're a wrestler. You need to wrestle this guy. And he's like, get on the mat. Don't get on your feet. Don't do the chops. Get on the mat and go for submissions, which I thought that's a really cool touch. And like you were saying with his ankle lock, I thought that was it, honestly, for a second. And this was one where even though I said I think Kingston's going to win it, I really wanted Garcia to win this match, like win something. So maybe, maybe 
Garcia's match is against King next week. Maybe Ooh. Garcia squeaks out a win. Maybe it's this ultimate David and Goliath story they tell. Like, I'm really hoping. That would be cool. They saved Andrade and Kingston for the last week, which isn't a coincidence. And then they saved Claudio and Danielson for the last week, which also isn't a coincidence. So I'd like to assume that this was also not a coincidence and that it's like they're going to tell an amazing David and Goliath story, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Garcia, when he was down in the corner and he just kept, more give me more i was just like i was like in the way that both the crowd and daddy magic were uh, like helping sell that moment i was like like you guys i was just hooked i'm like i love this guy like not since he had that little feud with uh brian danielson and the bcc and all that like like have i really been into this character and i'm and all of a sudden i'm like just right there with you guys i was like dude i love this guy he's so amazing uh yeah, what a treat this whole um, whole tournament's been. Just all these stories and people, like the character development, the evolution. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, how, about, how about you, Dave? How are you feeling on all of it? Oh, I mean, you know how I feel about the tournament. Every every bit of it, like the the storytelling, like even how they have like side quests, you know, for like people like unbelievable how long in advance do you think they plan this out like how much thought like was put into it i don't know though like their lack of announcing stuff kind of like concerned me so that points me towards the they're planning this as they go or maybe they were like okay we know who we want and we know what matches we want to wait till the end like they want to keep claudio daniels until the end uh but I also would have kept Swerve and Mox till the end, but they didn't. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, I'm like every single Brian Danielson match they had felt like it could have been saved for the end too, like Andrade or King or da- or Garcia because Garcia beat him, Kingston because he's on his big come up. So I don't know. I hope they planned it out because it's been told really well. If they didn't plan it out, what does that say about their booking the capacity of their booking skill? Pretty impressive. I'll give them that, that they can at least book on the fly. I'd, I'd like this to be booked out a little bit more than week to week, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into it. I'm, I'm really interested in all the tiebreakers too, that are undoubtedly coming, uh, yeah, it's a really close uh, scoreboard right now, apart from Lethal, Garcia. Um, let's see, uh, Claudio's not eliminated yet, right? He's at six points. I don't yeah. think so. Okay. No, Blue League is like neck and neck for almost everybody except yeah, Garcia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mark Briscoe never got. He's only got one more match against yeah. lethal. lethal. So that's good. it's going to be to see who, who gets on the board. What if that one's the first draw? I'm surprised we still haven't gotten one draw. I kind of thought the main event would be a draw. Yeah. Maybe I just think every Brody King match is going to be a draw. Cause it's like, who, who's he, how are you going to beat him? But people find out people find ways. Yeah. 
Um, cool. Yeah, great match. Uh, Garcia came out of that looking like a million bucks. Um, then we get our main event uh, for the evening. Uh, another Blue League match. Brian Danielson with six points versus Brody King, also with six. Um, yeah, we get <laughs> Brody King chopping Danielson really hard over and over and over. Uh, Brody King uh, rips off Brian Danielson's eye protector. Uh, Brody King hits the cannonball on Danielson. Uh, the ref has to check on Danielson. Uh, Brody King uh, slams Danielson's head into the announce table. Uh, King throws Danielson into the barricade. Brody King gives Danielson a crossbody while he was sitting in a chair. Uh, we got Danielson bleeding all over the place now his eye just looks like hamburger meat uh danielson tripped brody king when he went for another crossbody on the outside uh in the chair uh we get a basaiku knee to brody king on the outside uh after that we get danielson uh gets king in a half crab uh brody king Ends up kicking Danielson and getting free. Uh, we get a bunch of yes kicks uh, to Brody King. Uh, they get a nice little close-up of his eye again. It just looks so bad. <laughs> uh, we get a couple yes stomps for a two count. Uh, hammer and anvil elbows to Brody King. In, uh, and while he's giving him... The hammer and anvil elbows. Brody King picks up Danielson into a Death Valley driver uh, out of nowhere. Uh, we get another Basaiku knee to uh, Brody King for just a one count. Uh, we get more yes kicks. Uh, big lariat to Danielson for a two count. Uh, two more Basaiku knees to Brody King. And one to the back of the head. For the win. All I got to say is yes. Yes. We, we, we. Apparently after the match went off the air, he did the actual yes chant in the crowd or to the crowd. Whoa, I thought he didn't do that. Yeah, he said he before that he said, hey, I'm not allowed to do this, but I kind of really want to. <laughs> Well, that's fun, especially if the cameras are off. You gotta let them like a little once or twice. Uh, you guys see uh, the video of Doc Samson chewing him, chewing him out after the match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened? Dude, his eye. It, oh, is it bad? Just about, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's. He's like. Could he like? They couldn't let him wrestle if it wasn't good right like remember what i said earlier with kenny where it's like i'm putting my trust in these professionals who know way more about this industry than i but this danielson shit is scaring me sometimes because i'm like is it real though like i know that it's shoot or i know it's a work and oh can he come through his injuries 
But actually, though, his eyes broke in and he wrestles Okada in like 30 days. Can he make it there? Like, will he be alive? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm. it's kind of bittersweet. Like, Danielson's, you know, winding down his career. Like, he had some really cool moments in AEW, but weird they didn't put the belt on him, I feel. And uh, he got injured a lot, you know? It kind of false starts, you know? He himself but... did say that he didn't want to win at least the big title. I remember, like, seeing an article about that, but, like, he could win, like, a TNT or an international championship, or, like, a tag team championship. Like, I would like to see some gold on Danielson. That's why I was... Uh, somewhat interested in danielson winning the whole thing because you know it'd be fun to see him with the ring of honor world title again he could have a new japan title and he'd have his you know he'd have an aew title he'd be able to take those across the shows but then again with how injured he is would you want him wrestling all those matches and all those different promotions so i don't know but at least with this match i thought it was a banger there was a bit where King like crotched Danielson on the rope and then he lariated it off like the top rope. That was awesome. Uh, I just like every time it cut to Danielson's eye bleeding, I wrote it down because it's like he is like really bleeding, guys. Like that was. He did it a lot. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think my favorite part of this match was uh, right at the beginning when King was slamming uh, Danielson into the desk and he just went, Nigel. And he started smiling at him and Nigel was like, Brody King is the best, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> that was probably my favorite part of the whole match. What do you think, Chad? Oh, man, I love at the beginning. Um, you know, uh, Brian looked like he was trying to defend him, defend the eye and He's hitting those leg kicks. It kind of started to look like the uh, when Forrest Griffin fought Rampage Jackson in the UFC. Uh, Rampage is, you know, huge, big, massive guy. Rampage, amazing fighter. And all ran, and all Forrest Griffin did was hit him with just wicked Muay Thai leg kicks for like three rounds straight. And Rampage just couldn't walk by the end. It was amazing to watch. I was like, ooh, it was kind of, it was kind of giving me shades of that where like Brody was starting to limp a little. Uh, oh, it was just like it was a, just a night of great entering storytelling all around, and this was like the feather in the cap. Uh, it was great. Brian just loves to make people feel uncomfortable. He gets those injuries and he just plays with it. Uh, like I'm sure, in theory, they've got doctors and stuff, and they're getting cleared. But at the same time, like you guys said, it's like, oh God, really? <laughs> that's why i don't really want to say like oh he shouldn't be wrestling because at the end of the day i don't really know how bad it is so i'm just saying they know what they're doing this is nationally broadcasted television i'm gonna put my faith in them yeah. would i put danielson in all these matches probably not but i also know he's in his last active year and i feel like from tony khan's perspective and brian danielson you don't really want to say no in his last active year yeah there was one thing I kind of wanted to bring up because we're in the middle of two retirement tours, one of them final, one of them just active. So I just like compare Sting and Brian Danielson's retirement tour. Like every time Sting's out, it's like, oh, this is the last time I'm, I'm going to be here. Everyone cheer for Sting. Yay, he's a hero. And then Danielson's just getting battered and broken and people are like tearing his eye out and like, 
I just think that's really funny that those are the two big retirement tours we have going on in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, what a way to build a monster too. Like Brody King kicking out at one after the Psycho knee and then kicking out at 3.1 on the very end. Oh, I didn't the, even the mention that. The old Hulk Hogan move, man, where like you got the win, but just barely. So, uh, like, yeah, Chandler and I were chatting about that before we went uh, went on air live to mm-hmm. tape. Oh, God, I'm old. That's an old term. Uh, and, like, yeah, I thought that was good. Like, kind of like uh, Roosh, like, popping back up there in that one match. Like, he wanted to keep going. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely into the tournament. I'm happy they're talking about doing it next year already and what you got to do to get in it um yeah really great television really really entertaining uh left me very satisfied for sure (laughs) so here's one last question about next year's continental classic do you think it'll either be a like this year and so whoever the continental champion is is just automatically inserted into it and he has to defend it or next year do you think they'll hear the criticism and go okay it's for a world title shot i, I feel like they, i feel like they do two stuff for world title shots i i kind of like the other way like yeah let's keep it its own thing let's maybe this is the only time that that belt is defended like that'd be actually kind of dope like the owen yeah I'd be interested in that. Okay. Yeah, yeah they don't if... parade those Owen Hart belts. Yeah. Well, remember, a few, a few less tournaments throughout the year to make this a little more impactful, too, would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good good episode. Um, Any uh, late breaking news or any uh, interesting... Uh... We want to do highs and lows first. Yeah, yeah, we do. I'll do, I'll do that. I'll do mine real quick because my high is definitely Daniel Garcia dancing in the corner to Eddie Kingston's chops. I felt like that was like a really big like, oh, this guy's got something in him. Like he got the chops. He was asking him for more. Got more chops. Asked for more. Eddie Kingston chopped him down to the corner, and he's still dancing. He's still Danny. So I loved that. And then I guess my low, and it's not even that bad. It's just I wish they didn't overbook the Julia Hart and Thunder Rosa return and all that because it really overshadowed Sky Black or Sky Blue. I'm going to go with Sky Black. Uh, It really overshadowed her heel turn or her turn to the dark side or however you want to call it. So I would have just had one of those happen last week and then one of them happened this week. But that's it was a good episode all around. So that's my only low point yeah no it's hard to pick a low spot up for me on this one because it was such a well-rounded episode uh yeah same same thing though i think if there was a low point just kind of the awkwardness of that one segment kind of you know oh it's thunder rosa it's truly like yeah you say just almost almost too much spotlight going around on that one for sure huh yeah how about um, you, Dave? What were your points? Yeah, nothing, nothing too terrible. Uh, they kind of hit all the spots I needed them to hit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess my high point uh, 
would probably have to be um I think Tony Storm this week. Um with her fucking I mean fudging uh her line about <laughs> um one of the two uh she'll face one of the two titless blind baldies. <laughs> that was, that was uh that was my up. Um but yeah, man. The only down I might even have is I know the Brian Cage match like was a segue into the backstage segment, but I don't know if that may, uh, match needed to happen. <laughs> I I would have liked maybe that time to be allocated. I know you guys thought the the Texas match was perfect length. I think maybe a couple minutes could have went to it. Maybe not perfect length. I I agree with you, Dave. It could add a couple more minutes onto it. I always would have liked a few more minutes of that. I think it, they could have added a couple more doozies in there that really could have made it, you know, that much better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think we needed the Brian Cage match. Um, it was cool to have wrestling, you know, uh, but I don't think we needed it. Uh, not that it was a bad thing, but um, I can't even remember the name of the jobber. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, you could you could have just had you could have just had the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage just walk up to Lexi Nair backstage and have them be like, so you won big at Ring of Honor Final Battle. What's next for you guys? And then Keith Lee locks in. Like, you could have easily done that. Yep. Same result. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I got. Um, cool, I guess. Uh... I do have, there's one groundbreaking news story that came today. Dominic Mysterio referenced AEW on Twitter. Yeah, what did he what did you say, Chandler? So I'll, I'll paint the picture for viewers and those that don't know. CM Punk's first match back will be at a live event. I want to say December 30th. I could be wrong, but it's going to be at a house show and it's going to be Dominic Mysterio. And for CM Punk to hype it up, he basically said, like, I've been waiting for 10, 15 years to punch this kid because CM Punk's original feud with Ray Mysterio involved Dominic. So that was CM Punk's tweet. He basically just said, I've been waiting 20 years to punch this kid. Can't wait to do it at the live event. Watch it. You know, he's just selling it. And Dominic said, I hope you hit me with a punch like this at CM Punk hashtag best in the world. And he posted a GIF of CM Punk in that six man tag from Dynamite right after he injured his foot where he like jumped down and he like fell and he threw like a punch like that. And so... I mean, I know it's just a Twitter gif, but holy crap, that's a pretty good like shot to fire. I, I didn't, I didn't think they'd say anything like that. Man, is uh, Punk gonna get butt hurt? I, I did see a joke where it was like Royal Rumble press conference 2024, and it was <laughs> CM Punk at Brawl, and he was like a dumb headed or an empty headed dumbass like Dominic Mysterio going into his business for himself on Twitter. I got guys like that in the locker room. So I just think it's funny. Like this is why I love CM Punk and WWE because they're just going to like talk about all the AEW stuff like tangentially like, ooh, look at all that naughty stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah very very interesting uh should be should be a cool little feud uh i i didn't realize they had history with ray mysterio back in the day it was like cm punk's probably breakout feud in wwe i can't remember if he fought ray mysterio or jeff hardy first it was either or but he cut really good promos i mean i think it was like he had a mask match with Rey Mysterio at Mania, and then they had a hair match, and then they had a hair versus mask match, and which is why CM Punk went bald for a bit. Like it was pretty important beginning stuff for CM Punk back in the day. But yeah, yeah. that was back when he thought to be in the WWE, he needed to put more muscle on, so he was a little more swole too. It was kind of weird to see him that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't think this is really gonna build to anything on TV or at a pay-per-view. I think this is just like, oh, we've have we have history. So um like how uh another story I I read. Uh Tony Khan called uh Disco Inferno a parasite. <laughs> uh yeah how do you guys feel like aew is like under constant attack like from everybody like all the veterans that are aren't there you know uh they're pretty harsh like is it justified (laughs) um i think it's a little bit i think it's a little bit of jealousy because aew is doing really well now um i mean i honestly can't speak i wish i was alive for like the wwf wcw like monday night wars because i really would have wondered like is Vern gagne like pissed about wcw and the nwo like are all these old time buckers back then were they mad about the monday night war and they were like stone cold steve austin is killing the business like jim Cornette with kenny omega and the young bucks nowadays like i'd i'd be interested to see if Either WCW or the WWF got this much flack in the the olden days, but I don't think it's deserved. There are things to criticize about AEW. I try to actively criticize them, but there's also a lot of good stuff about AEW, like some of the best stuff in wrestling. So I don't know. I think it's just these old timers trying to get clicks on their podcast or their news article because that's you just say, I think. Um, like Kevin Nash had a feud with LA Knight, and then he said later in his podcast, like, I don't even know who the guy is. I just know he's over and he's getting a lot of clicks, and I kind of want a part of that. So I think people like Bubba Ray Dudley and Booker T and Road Dog, all those guys, they say a lot of dumb stuff, but it's just to get people to click on their podcast. But I've never clicked on one of those guys' podcasts, so it hasn't worked for me. Like uh, the Kevin Nash one, it's pretty good. They talk about a lot more than wrestling. It's hard not to like have a little respect for Kevin Nash because, as much as he was a politic and backstage booking kind of guy, he's still funny and he's Kevin Nash. Like, yeah, yeah, he uh, definitely played a big part in uh, you know the business as a whole. NWO, Click, all that. Minor. Just kickstarted one of the biggest eras in wrestling. I'd say minor influence on the on the whole show. I think it was mostly Scott Hall. He did everything. Kevin Ash was just there. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I listened to uh, the Disco Inferno and Conan podcast. Uh, they're Disco's really harsh on AEW, like really, really harsh. Conan's a little more forgiving because uh, he actually had a working relationship and like appeared on AEW a couple times and he's they have a working relationship because conan's the booker of triple a so yeah he's a little more reserved but yeah i don't like inferno hearing him the way he he's just so like over the top to me i would i would say some praise i can give to wwe they have a good eye on like who's actually a legend or who might just actually deserve a rub they've never ever highlighted disco inferno ever i think that should tell you all you need to know like they've brought jeff jarrett back they've brought sam martino back they've just brought punk back they brought warrior back they brought heart back like all these people who hated the company or did awful things or whatever but never disco inferno like disco inferno is never getting into the wwe hall of fame and he never should because he, he, like what did he do you know uh macho man was just about to uh collab with wwe before he died yep he uh filmed some kind of like commercial or something where he was like gray and old and like ooh, like filmed a little i can't remember what it was video game or something but yeah he was even about to like get back in and be inducted and all that so yeah, that says a lot. Like they don't want it Disco Inferno. They don't want Buff Bagwell. Uh, oh, they hate Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell, like in their eyes. I don't know if I agree with this, but Buff Bagwell is the reason why WCW failed in WWF because he came in and he had his match with Booker T and they were like, oh, that sucked. But it's like, well, you have a raw crowd and you've told your raw crowds for years that WCW sucks. So when you stop Raw right before the main event and say, okay, now it's WCW, of course they're going to not like it. Of course they're not going to think it's cool. Nowadays, if you just had the AEW champ stroll up to Raw and have a main event match, like people would lose their minds. But that's today. Yeah. 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 What a bummer. Yeah, they uh, fired Buff Bagwell immediately after that match. Well, I think he had a bit uh, of an ego. Like he had his mom call in and be like, oh, he doesn't want to work this match. He doesn't want to lose. Like, could you imagine being a professional wrestler and having your mom call in and be like, oh, he doesn't want to work this match. He doesn't want to lose. Like, buddy, you're 34. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing that kind of... Uh, got my attention news wise was uh apparently there's no more working relationship or plans for uh mercedes monet to uh come into AEW. uh pretty big bummer uh if you ask me just when the women's division was fixed you missed out monet but yeah. um I think I've said it before. There's a lot of reports that WWE are bringing in a lot of women that you don't expect coming soon. And the fact that the AEW talks have fallen through with Monet kind of tells me all I need to know. Because 
Like, it hasn't been perfect, but WWE have been booking their women pretty well this last year. Like, not great, but pretty well. And with Triple H being in control and Vince no longer being in control, I think they'll finally see Sasha Banks as the star that she is. Maybe they'll even let her keep the Mercedes Monet name. So, um, be interested if she went back to WWE. But it is still sad that it fell through with AEW. I wonder, like, what happened. Yeah. Not sure, but, uh, you know, I think AEW can uh, make the most of what they have. I don't think they really need her uh, after, you know, especially this episode of Collision, like cramming uh, that much women's wrestling. Like, I think they're off to a better start uh, for sure. I'm more, more invested. I'm more intrigued i want to know what's going to happen so yeah i don't think they need monet honestly i think they need Britt baker back they got thunder rosa back now they need jamie Hayter, and i think they could really get that women's division all you know running on all, all cylinders so yeah they've done a great job of building up sky black uh julia hart now is actually a credible threat yeah i think they're doing great they're even building up abaddon now so yeah, yeah. Uh, Rio. the uh, street fight made statlander at least look like a badass so like i want to see her next match after that yep um i want a little more red velvet back on dynamite and collision too uh i'm a big fan i think uh you know, it's good to have her back, and yeah, I'm a pretty big fan. So, yeah, uh, anything uh, interesting from you two? I think you said all the interesting ones. Uh, Rosen Seven coming up soon. Ooh. I'm still excited about that. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but maybe next episode we could uh, go over the, the full card if there's time. Yeah. But uh, I'm super that. excited about that. I think we're going to pop Chandler's cherry at that show. Yeah, I've never been to Prestige, so That's I'm looking fun. forward to it. What an experience. Uh, yeah, I checked out that card, too, myself. And, uh, man, we're getting getting a treat. Sky Black will be there. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. Amira versus yeah. Drexel. Drexel. In intergender hardcore match. Oh, intergender. <laughs> That'll be my first one of those. <laughs> it's anything like the uh, tie of Valkyrie, what we saw. Oh God. God. Pretty good. Dude. Yeah, it was Ooh. excellent. Speaking of women in AEW, where's Ty of Valkyrie been? Is she injured or she had a shit match with Britt Baker that got a lot of flack from a lot of people, and then she just disappeared after that. Uh, remember that match, Chad, where she couldn't, she botched her own finisher? Yeah. Yeah. She couldn't do her uh, wall or Valhalla, whatever. Wasn't it the same yeah. move as uh, uh, Jade? Yeah, the Jade Cargo. Someone else does, does it too. Apparently she but was yeah. at Ring of Honor. Okay, that's what they're doing with her. Again, if I didn't have to pay 10 bucks a month, I'd be watching a lot more Ring of Honor. For sure. 
I'd be watching all of Ring of Honor, every show they had, probably, if it was just a quick hour weekly. Oh, heck yeah. Thing. Apparently, she was in WWE. I didn't even know that. She must have been in NXT. Frankie Monet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Yep. Very brief. Uh, in fact, when right when she got fired uh, is when she got booked at the Prestige show that we were at. And the <laughs> the guy, Drexel, who's having the match with Amira, uh, he, he had a picture of her. And he's like, will you sign it? Frankie, Frankie Monet. Monet. <laughs> he ended up stapling the picture to his face by the end. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Uh, Apparently she got in some controversy at the Ring of Honor show because some fans stole her glasses and the fan she tweeted out like hey it's not cool to steal people's stuff and the fan said like making well over six figures but can't let a paying fan have five below glasses smh and she's all like just don't take things that belong to you so it's kind of like it's a twitter beef over stolen sunglasses so that's what she's up to that's not cool to take a performer's stuff at all like Mm -mm. (laughs) it's not like a souvenir I mean, it's a souvenir uh, when they throw it to the crowd. So, like, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Let's see. We'll be uh, doing a prediction episode for World's End um, coming up before we know it. And all um, two matches. Yeah, all two. But they better um, start announcing some soon. And, like, yeah. That's going to be a really quick episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to remind everyone out there, if we can hit 100 subs, I'm going to eat the whole contents of a Death Nut Challenge. Ooh. One time. Man. Chad, so, and- so when I that like- happens, that will no. probably be our last episode because Dave will be dead. <laughs> yeah, you'll want to see that. Yeah. Remember, Chad no, I and I don't... only got to level three, and we both tapped out. So yeah. I'm excited. And, and we spaced that out. He's saying he's going us to do it all in one gulp, right? Well, I don't know if I can fit all five bags in my mouth. How like how much are in each bag? It's like yeah. a handful. Yeah. Your mouth is full when you eat the whole bag. So okay, I would at least Maybe recommend like... doing one bag at a time. Man, I want to. I want to go big. <laughs> Maybe two. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll do the hottest three at once. Well, uh, you're gonna see a yeah, man die live on television. You're gonna miss that. Come on, you better subscribe for that. Are you not entertained? Exactly. Uh, what were you gonna do, Chad, for a hundred? Uh, I was gonna buy a bottle of the bomb and just put a bunch of it on a chip or a wing or something. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I feel you kind of emasculated now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm just getting the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> that smells hot too. <laughs> yeah, I know it sucks, but I, I don't know. Those, those nuts were pretty awful, and I never did make it all the way to the end. Well, I just had one of the level four and one of the level five nuts. Those were miserable. They ruined my night when I ate those. So I couldn't imagine eating a whole pack, let alone multiple of the packs. Like, I think you might die, Dave. Genuinely. 
genuinely. It'll make for good, uh, good content. That's all I care about. Anything for the clicks. Make sure to like yep. and subscribe, gang. <laughs> We're yeah, not here for a... ninety-nine. Let's just stop there. We're not here yeah. for a long time. We're here for a good time. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I think we've uh, covered everything that we uh, wanted to get to. Um, yeah, we'll be back at you with uh, the Dynamite review. Um, I'm not sure what they have announced for that yet, but uh, yeah. It, they announced some stuff. I could run it down. So the last couple, con these are the last Continental Classic matches ever for this year. Box and Jay White, Swerve and Roosh, and then Lethal and Briscoe for Dynamite. And then Collision is Claudio and Danielson, uh, Garcia and King, and then Andrade and Kingston. So not cool. those all be. I'm looking forward to all of those. And then I know they announced the Riho and Soraya winner gets Tony Storm for Dynamite. They announced that MJF and we'll hear from MJF and Samoa Joe. So. Uh, collision will get Thunder Rosa and Abaddon versus uh, Julia and Sky. And then the acclaimed in Daddy Ass and Top Flight Six Man Trios match. That'll be good. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Cool. Uh, well, I think that about does it. Um, again, like, subscribe, comment, let us know what you think. Uh, do you have any uh, questions you want us to ask during our episode or maybe at the end of it we'd love to uh, answer them on air so uh, yeah thank you all for joining and uh, thank you chat thank you Chandler and have a good one bye peace bye bye <laughs>